0: And welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Shauna Aquisto and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR's Chief Operating Officer.
1: Shana. Hi, Hi, Jana. Welcome to the top. I'm happy to be here. I am too. Uh, we are experiencing a few technical difficulties mm-hmm. today. So what that means is I get to hand over the whole episode to you to give our guests the questions. Awesome. Well, let's get started. Today, Layla Asani, Federal Reserve Senior Business Economist, joins us by phone. Hi, Layla. Hi. So the Federal Reserve is something we hear about often and affects us greatly, but I'm not sure everyone knows exactly what it does. I think it's a very hot topic, and it's probably the most searched word right now, but um, can you tell us a little bit about the function of the Federal Reserve?
2: Sure. So the Federal Reserve System is the central bank of the United States. It was created by Congress in um, December of 1913 when when the Federal Reserve Act was passed. And the idea there was to provide the nation with a safer, more flexible, and more stable monetary and financial system. And so in this regard, the Fed sets monetary policy by adjusting short-term interest rates to achieve the dual mandate. And the dual mandate is both achieving maximum employment for the economy as well as price stability. And this dual mandate, again, was assigned to the Fed by the Congress. In addition to the dual mandate, the Fed also oversees the U.S. payment system. Um, uh, The Fed also supervises and regulates banks and um, some other important financial institutions. And it's also responsible for maintaining stability of the financial system. I think the part of the Fed that's most often in the news it's the Federal Open Market Committee, or as we refer to as the FOMC, which is the monetary policy-making body of the federal reserve system. And it meets roughly eight times a year to adjust the level of short-term interest rates in response to the economic outlook for the U.S. economy.
1: So with all the information you have at your fingertips, can you tell us what is the current state of the national economy and how it might be um, affecting the real estate market in our area?
2: So the national economy continues to do, perform really well. It's expanding at a solid pace. GDP growth has been at or above 2% for the past year, You know, which is in line with roughly uh, the pace the U.S. grows at. Job growth remains healthy. Unemployment also remains low, and it's at 3.8% as of the last reading in August. However, um, inflation has been high these past two years. And so in response to that, the Federal Open Market Committee or FOMC has increased the interest rate quite rapidly to cool the economy and bring inflation back down to the Fed's target of, of, of 2%, which the FOMC judges to be most consistent with um, price stability. And due to the rapidity of the rate highs, some interest rates census sectors, such as commercial-related states, such as construction, such as, you know, housing, has been impacted by those higher rates, Because a higher interest rate translates into a higher mortgage rate or a higher rate for, for a loan that you would take out from a bank. Um, in addition to that, we're also starting to see delinquencies um, begin to rise for certain loan types, including consumer loans. Um, but with all of that said, the broader U.S. economy still remains quite resilient, and consumption has been uh, remarkably strong. So even with even when interest rates began to rise last year, we did see a fall off in home sales for for most of 2022. But we have seen a bounce back uh, in housing activity um, this spring. Uh, And so far, through um, the end of summer, we are seeing home sales hold up.
1: So we look forward to those rates coming down so we can (laughs) get things sparked again. (laughs) So can you provide any insights into the Federal Reserve's monetary policy outlook and how it might influence mortgage rates in the near future?
2: Sure. So once every quarter the FOMC participants submit their projections of um, what they feel most likely will be the path of um, GDP growth, unemployment rate, uh, and inflation. And so these projections, they're also referred to as or Summary of Economic Project- Projections, which are available. You can log on to the Federal Reserve website and see this once a quarter when they are released. Um, in the most recent meeting in, in, uh, in September, these SEP projections were released again, and the median participants, according to them, their projection for the federal funds rate, which is the interest rate set by the FOMC, was that it would be increased at least one more time by the end of um, 2023 uh, to roughly about 5.6%, and then the, and then the participants' projections on, on, on average were that... Interest rates would very gradually decline next year um, and then into 2025. So, the expectation for given that they, the FOMC expects interest rates to sort of remain at this higher level, um, that is uh, strictly in response to the persistent inflation that we are seeing in the economy. So, inflation peaked last year in summer of 2022, it has been coming down gradually, but not enough. Uh, it still remains above the Fed's target for 2%, and which is why we're seeing this restrictive level of interest rates uh, prevail in, in, in the U.S., um, with the, which means that if interest rates remain high, means mortgage rates will will likely also remain at their current levels, because the mortgage rates are tied to um, the, what we see for long-term treasury rates.
0: Um,
2: however, this path of rates is obviously not set in stone. The FOMC is very data dependent. And so, depending on how the data evolves over the next six, 12 months, they will adjust the policy path. So, for example, if inflation comes in hotter than expected and the U.S. economy continues to be resilient and job growth remains strong, you would expect that the path of short term interest rates would likely move higher um, and that would push up mortgage rates further, which Again, would have a dampening effect on um, the housing market. However, if inflation was to come down um, faster, faster than expected, um, and you see that economic activity begins to to weaken, you would expect that the the interest rates would be adjusted accordingly.
1: So, can you talk about the housing market's role in the broader economy and some economic factors that? uh influence the housing market
2: yeah so the housing market is a very important part of the broader economy if we just quickly look at residential construction that is a relatively small sector as far as output is concerned but it does have very large swings in reaction to interest rates because it's very interest rate sensitive Um, and often that can be a driving factor the housing market can be a driving factor in recessions as well as recoveries for the for the economy. The housing market is also closely tied or it's positively correlated to the labor market. So whenever we see robust job growth and wage growth, that does support the housing market as well. And then keep in mind for many households, their home is their biggest financial asset. So any changes in home prices can have a substantial um, wealth effect. Uh, it can also have an effect on consumer spending because when people feel rich, they typically tend to spend more and vice versa. Um, and so it, it 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 ties to, it very intrinsically ties to many different parts of the economy. Uh, another thing, um, a factor that is currently influencing the housing market is, is, is rent inflation and housing prices. So because house prices went up so quickly over the past few years, we've seen affordability in housing decline, which means less people are now able to afford the home that they did perhaps a few years ago. Uh, with interest rates being at their current level, uh, mortgage rates are now around 7%. They were 2.5%, 3% a couple of years ago, and that obviously makes it much more difficult for people to home, own a home. On the flip side, if you look at the apartment market, the rental market, There also we have seen very high rent inflation. In fact, rent rose up at an unprecedented pace in 2021 through the uh, and through the first half of 2022. Um, And because of that, it's become much more difficult to both own a home as well as to rent uh, an apartment. And as as a next effect, uh, we we in our data are seeing that if you look at the apartment uh, apartment market, if you look at Uh, sort of the more working class and the more lower income households, they are being affected by these higher rents. Um, and we're in fact seeing some net move out, um, in, in the sort of the mid and the lower tier apartment complexes. So it's, it's very, it's very uh, closely tied to the economy and it has an impact, um, on different sectors of the economy and vice versa, you know, that, you know, the labor market, uh, also
1: has an, an internal effect on uh, on housing activities. Thanks, Layla. That was great great ex- explanation of that. appreciate that. Um, are there any specific regional or local economic factors that we should be aware of? Yeah, so I think, for uh, and I'll talk a little bit about Texas here uh, in,
2: in, in context to what we've seen nationally. So like I had mentioned earlier, the U.S. economy is doing well, and that is true for Texas. As well, we had robust employment growth here for uh, both in 2022 and so far this year. Last year, we added jobs at a 4.3% pace, And so far this year, we have data to August, and employment growth has been 3.3%. Typically, Texas adds jobs at a 2% um, annualized rate, so both the 4.3% and the 3.3% growth rate. Last year and this year means that we are growing at an above-average pace. Um, also, uh, job growth has been pretty broad-based across sectors, and we still are seeing wage growth, which are, again, both a positive for the uh, the housing market. Um, that being said, um, just one thing to, again, keep in mind is that housing affordability has declined substantially in the last few years, even with the job growth and the wage the, Wage growth, wage growth has not been able to keep pace with how fast prices rose here, and so that affordability still is lower now than it was um, pre-COVID. In Texas, one big factor for the Texas economy, which is a big boost to both our local economy here uh, as well as the, the job market, is in migration. So Texas is is um, is one of the states that has sees a season a Big inflow of both domestic and international migrants move uh, to the state every year. I think Florida takes the number one spot in terms of in migration, and Texas typically ranks second amongst the states. Amongst the states. And that um, in migration rate still remains quite robust for the state. It's not as strong as it was during COVID. We did see a, a, a huge surge in people moving to the state uh, in 2020 and 2021, and it has. Come down some, but it still remains quite high. And that again is a benefit not just to our, our our job market because it means there are more job seekers here, and there is there is more choices for employers to choose from in terms of labor. But it also is a benefit to the local housing market because the more people move here, um, meaning they likely will need a space to live, whether that whether they chose to choose that to be a, a home or or an apartment, and so. Um, I think all of those factors are um, a positive for for Texas. Now, um, with that being said, we are seeing a slower, a, the pace of growth slowdown in Texas. I think a job growth was extremely robust in 2022 and in the in the first half of 2023. But we are seeing that pace of job growth moderate um, in coming months. Uh, I mean, currently, and we, our expectation is that it will also moderate to the end of the year, but we will still end the year with um, with positive job growth for, for, for Texas.
1: Great. So, thankfully, we're in Texas. <laughs> that's yeah, really good. That's
2: a, we're lucky to, to be in Texas. And uh, another thing that's been great for Texas is that our service sector continues to grow um, at, um, at a solid pace. Um, you know, services makes up a huge share of our employment mm-hmm. here, both in Texas as well as for the nation, and that has been growing um, at a solid pace, and that has helped. We have seen some weakness on on, on the manufacturing side uh, here in Texas, which is not which is true for us as well as it's true nationally. Uh, so we've seen some weakness there, but central service sector, which makes up the large share of our upward growth and also makes the large share of our our, our workforce uh, is a positive for the state. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Layla. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. This is great information. Um, we certainly appreciate it. And I want to ask you before we let you go, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know?
2: Um. And I think we just I think uh, the, the, the big takeaway is that the US economy has been quite resilient um, along with Texas. The Texas economy also has been quite resilient to the um, increase in interest rates that we have seen. And the, the hope is that we continue to see growth uh, in, in the Texas economy. Texas is the place to be. Um, and so we're really blessed and lucky to be in this state.
1: Yes, for sure. Well, thank you, Layla. Appreciate oh, it.
2: Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave us a review. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, email us at ask at welcometothetop.com. Then listen to hear us cover it. Can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'm Shauna Quisto. Let's keep building for our future.
0: Special thanks to our hosts, Jonah Fernandez and Shauna Quisto. Producer Brie Westbury, audio engineer Mike Maples, outreach and guest relations manager Kendall Crawford, and podcast administrator Sean Offsell. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your Journey to the Top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.